0: Because there's never an off day in the greatest sports city on earth. Here are, are the, the biggest, biggest stories and everything else you need to know from the new Title Town. It's Breaking Boston with Andy Hart. Good morning and welcome to Breaking Boston for July 17th. It is Monday morning and Patriots fans have a case of the Mondays because over the weekend, the long never-ending courtship or lust for veteran free agent wide receiver DeAndre Hopkins came to an end as reality matched a switch in the betting odds last week. DeAndre Hopkins is now a member of the Tennessee Titans, two-year, $26 million deal, as reported by NFL Network, could be worth up to as much as $32 million with incentives if he has a 90-plus catch, double-digit, touchdown, 1,000-yard season. But for our purposes here in Boston, breaking Boston, broken hearts of Patriots fans and it was sort of interesting to watch the tide turn uh, from Patriots fans on social media and Twitter on Sunday afternoon when news broke that Hopkins was indeed signing with Mike Vrabel who, if you bounce around the internet, you can see the video of Mike Vrabel when he was at a golf tournament in, I believe, Maine, telling a fan, D-Hop is going to go to the highest bidder, and he did. That was Mike and his Tennessee Titans. And the Patriots are left with their fans to, um, I guess, badmouth Hopkins to some degree. A lot of fans out there, I never wanted him. He doesn't want to practice. What's he ever done? He's never been on a contender. He's never made a team a contender. Uh, wow. Wow. How the tide turned once Patriots fans found out Hopkins was not coming to New England because it was uh, mere hours ago where pretty much universally everyone said, I don't know what has D hop has left in the, in, as he turns 30, 31, but he would be the number one wide receiver on the Patriots. He was good in the second half of the season with the Cardinals last year. He's been good with various levels of quarterback play around him. He's been able to simply just put up numbers in a Hall of Fame career. Now he'll do that with Ryan Tannehill or, or Will Levis or whoever the hell else plays quarterback for the Tennessee Titans. He will not do that for the New England Patriots. And I know some people question uh, his motives. I have no problem with Hop going to the highest bidder. I have no problem with Hop prioritizing cash at this point in his career if that's what he wants to do. He certainly didn't prioritize winning because if he prioritized winning, neither the Patriots nor the Titans would be the finalists um, in the bidding for his services. The Kansas City Chiefs, the Buffalo Bills, some of those teams would have been the most likely candidates for him to land. So, D-Hop is with the Titans. I don't know if it'll work or not. Uh, as I noted on Twitter, the this is a road that we've been down before. There A couple years ago, there was some interest, it seemed... Between the Patriots and Julio Jones, Julio Jones goes to Tennessee and Julio Jones is a massive disappointment. Nothing like the Atlanta Falcons, Julio Jones doesn't work and uh, Tennessee is left to pay him for not a lot of production. Will D-Hop be better than that? Will D-Hop have more production left late in his career? Um, My guess is yes. My guess is that D-Hop is still going to be a productive player if he can stay healthy, Um, but we will find out. That really doesn't matter anymore because um, whether it's out of spite or dishonest, you know, intellectual dishonesty, no longer should Patriots fans care about D hop. Now it's about their wide receiver depth chart, which apparently is going to stay as is apparently is going to uh, have Juju Smith Schuster as the number one wide receiver. Um, after a year in Kansas city, a guy who hasn't, um, hasn't exactly shown, proven himself a true number one. He puts up number one numbers sometimes, but usually that's when he's alongside Antonio Brown early in his career with the Pittsburgh Steelers, or even last year when he's playing with the best quarterback on the planet and Travis Kelsey, one of the best pass catching tight ends, one of the best offensive players right now on the planet. But, Juju Smith-Schuster, who um, I can tell you I have not seen do anything for the Patriots just yet because he uh, was not on the field for OTAs, was not on the field for minicamp. At some point, he'll step on the field, and at some point, he will take over the reins as the number one receiver um, because Bill Belichick decided to swap him in and Jacoby Myers out in that role. Jacoby Myers has been, in terms of production, the Patriots' number one receiver for the last three years uh, last couple years working with Mac Jones, or you may think maybe Devonte Parker still has number one receiver type production uh, in his, in his bag of veteran tricks, so to speak, because once upon a time he was a 1400 yard receiver with the Miami Dolphins, a pro bowl caliber receiver. Maybe you think it's him. Uh, maybe you're an optimistic youthful type and you say Tyquan Thornton, second round pick year two jump. He should be capable of being a number one wide receiver and, Based on his resume, he should. Fastest guy at the Combine, second-round pick, going in into his second season. Certainly, there should be some optimism for Tyquan Thornton to be a uh, higher-end receiver than what we saw as a rookie when he got injured. And then when he came back, when, quite honestly, he was a massive disappointment late in the year. uh, Struggled to catch the football, seemed a little bit overwhelmed at times, but again, who wasn't overwhelmed, who didn't struggle in Matt Patricia's uh, offense in New England a year ago. Bill O'Brien now in the house. Bill O'Brien has the experience. Hell, Bill O'Brien knows more about DeAndre Hopkins than almost anybody because he coached him in Houston. So DeAndre Hopkins doesn't get to uh, return to life with Bill O'Brien. Another option for the Patriots that I've been uh, promoting as they uh, have to settle with what they have is Kendrick Bourne. I think Kendrick Bourne could be the number one wide receiver for the Patriots this year. Um, Had a dismal season a year ago for whatever many reasons, a little bit late to a meeting, and then he's in the doghouse and he gets into a fight and all these things kind of snowball. And he's just basically a non-factor all year in Matt Patricia's uh, world that it was a year ago. Now I see Kendrick Bourne back on the field. I see him back as a potential centerpiece of the offense. I see him yucking it up with Bill Belichick on the practice field. Um, and I see him moving around the formation quite a bit, uh, looking like a guy that they want to get the ball to in space, a guy that they want to get the ball to in a variety of ways. So all these all these people that are talking about trading Kendrick Bourne or does a receiver need to get cut if they did indeed get D-hop, I never bought into that. I think Kendrick Bourne should and could get a lot of opportunities to be a playmaker for the Patriots in 2023. Um, But the reality is the position has a lot of um, complementary options to turn to doesn't have a number one receiver and Deandre Hopkins would have brought that. And I know there's anger out there. It's a contract. The Patriots could have done, should they have done it? Should they have increased the juice? I still haven't seen true guaranteed money numbers, um, essentially the twelve million dollar first year salary will become guaranteed, um, assuming that D Hop makes the roster and on is on the roster heading into week one. Um, so he's gonna get probably not quite the $15 million that he was looking for, I guess, north of that, the OBJ contract. But it certainly is not a contract that is beyond anything what the Patriots could have done. Hell, Patriots are paying John U. Smith uh, 12 or 13 million dollars on the cap this year maybe even a little bit more than that if my mind um is correct and so they've paid money to Jonu smith and hunter henry and different guys in recent years hell nelson aguilar was on the books for 11 plus million dollars a year ago and he was a nobody so this is not a financial decision by the new england patriots as much as well i mean i guess it is a financial but it's a financial decision placing a value on deandre hopkins um Still haven't seen reports as to exactly what Bill Belichick was offering, what the Patriots were offering. Clearly, it was not as much as the Tennessee Titans. And we'll find out if they're right. We'll find out um, if if their hesitancy to pay a Hall of Fame caliber receiver on the back end uh, is worthy, especially when compared to, as I mentioned, you gave Jonu Smith $12.5 million a year, $50 million having really not earned that money when the Patriots signed Jonu Smith from the Tennessee Titans he was a guy they were paying for what they thought he could be moving forward an explosion an eruption of production that never came it was a terrible contract it was a terrible fit in New England Um, similar to Hunter Henry I think they paid him expecting a little bit more not that he hasn't been productive or good in his first couple years in New England but they certainly weren't paying for what he did with the Chargers. They were paying for what he was going to do with the Patriots at $12.5 million a year. DeAndre Hopkins, they weren't willing to pay, if we're just going to use the numbers on the screen, the numbers that Ian Rappaport has reported, they weren't really willing to pay $13 million a year, little north of $12 million a year that the Patriots have been doling out for John O. Smith and Hunter Henry. They weren't really willing to pay that for DeAndre Hopkins. So that tells me Maybe they believe he's not going to reach those kind of numbers that you see on the screen if you're watching, um, that he's not going to necessarily be an 80-90 catch guy, a 900-thousand yard guy, an 8 or 10 touchdown guy. And if you remember, there were those questions from uh, some executives through Burt Breer's reporting that Hop doesn't get open anymore, he's not explosive anymore, whatever. I still think D hop can get open and catch the football or hell not get open and still catch the football. You know, talking to guys like Adrian Phillips and others, part of his remarkable skills is his ability, his hands to just catch the ball. If he's open, catch it. If he's not open, catch it. You know, Moss people or D hop people, whatever the hell you want to call it. um, Maybe he's more of a possession receiver. Now that's fine. Every team could use a possession receiver. If that possession receiver catches six, seven, eight passes a game, Blake Hopkins did over the uh, second half of last season when he came back from that uh, PED suspension in the National Football League. So um, DeAndre Hopkins is a Tennessee Titan. He's going to pair up with Mike Vrabel to face the Patriots or take on the Patriots, so to speak. And we're going to see what is left because they needed wide receiver help. Traylon Burks is their young receiver they've been trying to replace A.J. Brown ever since they decided they couldn't foot the bill for A.J. Brown and I think if you look back at it now they may regret that using a first round pick now using money to try to replace that production um might have been easier to just give A.J. Brown what he wanted because we've seen what A.J. Brown has done for the Eagles and what kind of player he is but you see on the screen now if you're watching again the uh Patriots wide receiver depth chart and uh, salary breakdown. Kendrick Bourne, Juju Smith-Schuster, Devontae Parker, Tyquan Thornton, a bunch of uh, relatively low cap numbers. You know, they're not, you know, the the NFL wide receiver position has exploded in recent years to 20, $25 million type players Um Devontae Adams, Tyreek Hill, where that position is going. And it's going to continue to go there with Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase and, and these types of receivers. And the Patriots' highest cap number is $6.8 million for Kendrick Bourne. They redid the Devontae Parker contract to lower his cap number. So they are not investing in at the position. A year ago, they had one of the highest paid wide receiver depth charts, pass-catching depth. Tap- depth charts tight end depth charts in the National Football League uh right now they do not hell Ty Montgomery is in their top five if you're looking at the wide receiver position it's part of the reason why so many people have given uh at least uh credence to the idea that Kayshawn Booty or one of these young receivers Malik Cunningham as he transitions from quarterback one of these late round draft picks or undrafted receivers Demario Douglas um could make the Patriots roster because they're depth there. And you see the tight end position, um, Hunter Henry, Nelson Aguilar, Matt Judon, that free agent spree a couple of years ago, and some of the cap hits. Um, I, I don't know how much they can expect out of those young receivers. The reality is they're going to need one of these veteran questionable receivers to step up. They're going to need – What I think is going to happen, Kendrick Bourne to be the comeback player of the year, Kendrick Bourne to be a thousand yard type receiver, or they're going to need Juju Smith-Schuster to get healthy, get on the field, build a relationship with Mac Jones and become at least a a, a quasi number one option. Do I think any of these guys are going to be Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, Stephon Diggs, anything Tyreek Hill, Jalen, anything like that? No, I do not. Uh, I think still you look at the AFC East, the Bills have Stefan Diggs, assuming he's, you know, there and mentally and physically right. The Dolphins have a pair of receivers and Jalen Wall and Tyreek Hill, assuming Tyreek Hill, Hill is there because, you know, he had that little minor legal snafu with the uh, fishing trip and the New York Jets have Garrett Wilson ready to maybe be one of the breakout players in the National Football League this year. He was really good a year ago with no quarterback play as a rookie. Now he gets Aaron Rodgers. What can he be? They all have number one receivers in the division. Very difficult division, as Robert Kraft has told us, and it's a, it's a difficult division in terms of trying to match up, meet the challenge of their number one receivers. Patriots are Aren't going to do that. They're going to have to be uh, better. And the sum is better than their parts, so to speak. And uh, see if Mac Jones can lead this passing game with a complementary group of weapons. I mean, hell, most proven offensive weapon, maybe the most proven pass catcher is uh, his running back, Ramondre Stevenson who, again, could take his game to the next level, and maybe that's part of this. 69 catches a year ago. Maybe he catches another 60, 70 balls as a part of the offense. I know some are really jazzed up on Mike Gesicki that he's going to be the comeback player of the year for this offense, and he's going to make plays. I'm not really in that group. I think he'll be fine better than he was a year ago when he was essentially benched and forgotten in Miami, but I don't think he is going to be any sort of centerpiece of the offense. I think, honestly, if you're going to look for a centerpiece to the Patriots passing attack and you move on from DeAndre Hopkins, your options are probably Kendrick Bourne and Juju Smith-Schuster. One of those two guys probably needs to be as close as they can be to a number one receiver for Mac Jones, Bill O'Brien in this passing game, if they're going to take off. But the reality is it is July 17th. Training camp is... Less than a week away for rookies, little more than a week away for veterans, and the rest of us will be converging on Gillette Stadium in the practice fields and watching as the Patriots begin the process of coming together as a team. And I think that's going to be the key to the Patriots' offense, that phrase, coming together as a team. DeAndre Hopkins would have been great. Everyone wanted him until they pretended they didn't want him because everybody has wanted a number one receiver in New England for the last few years. And I don't want to hear the crap that Tom Brady never had a number one receiver. He had Rob Gronkowski, who was a number one receiver. He had Julian Edelman and Wes Welker and Randy Moss and all those guys. Dion Branch was a number one receiver when he was here the first time. They just didn't want to pay him like a number one receiver. More often than not, the Patriots passing game, when successful with Charlie Weiss, Bill O'Brien, Josh McDaniels, has had a number one option in the passing game that was pretty obvious that when the going got tough the quarterback knew where he was going and whether you wanted to oh he's a slot receiver he can't be a number one receiver I don't care Wes Welker Julian Edelman tight end Rob Gronkowski they were all true number one type options in the passing game Patriots will not have that this year unless somebody really breaks out surprises us and opens some eyes but that doesn't mean you can't win And, oh, look at me, I made my own, my own tweet made the video, if you're watching right now. The Titans either didn't learn from the Julio Jones experiment, or they think D-Hop has more left in the aging wide receiver tank. We will see, yes, we will see. Patriots will see if they were right in being hesitant to go um, too high with the contract, invest too much in D-Hop with whatever he has left in the tank. Titans will see if they're right. If he is a number one receiver that can help either Ryan Tannehill uh, maintain his status as the starting quarterback, one of those young guys uh, take over the job and take their games to the next level, which we've seen true number one wide receivers do uh, endlessly in the NFL in recent years, but D-Hop is a Tennessee Titan. The Patriots are what they are at the wide receiver position, and fans can pretend they didn't want D-Hop, or they can just pretend they love the options on the table, or they can bitch about Bill Belichick, the GM, Robert Kraft, the owner, not spending money, not being willing to invest in the team to the level they need to when they have somewhere in the range of $16 million of cap space and plenty of future dollars and cap space to spend. They didn't want D-Hop. They didn't think he was worth over-investing in. You can agree, you can disagree, but that's the reality. And the reality is this is Breaking Boston for July 17th, 2023. It's a Monday. Disappointment that Hop isn't here is real, but the reality is football is right around the corner and that should breed excitement. And each and every weekday, Breaking Boston will be here to get you up-to-date on the biggest story in Boston sports, whether it's a signing, a non-signing, it's a topic about training camp, the Red Sox, the trade deadline, Celtics, Jalen Brown's extension, whatever it may be, each and every weekday. Myself, Andy Hart, Jumbo Hart, will be here to talk about it. When he's not on vacation, Nick Fitzy Stevens may be here. But each and every day, you can go to your favorite podcast provider, the Odyssey app, weei.com, wherever you get it. Click on Breaking Boston, and in just... 12, 15, 18 minutes, we'll get the topic of the day rolling so you can break it down before you hit your workday, your coffee, and your commute. Thank you for listening. Subscribe, rate, review, and we'll be back tomorrow with whatever the biggest news is on Breaking Boston.